All male parents are fathers. No news there, that's biology 101. All male parents are fathers, but only some of those fathers live in imitation of God, our Heavenly Father. That actually is sad. That's not the way it should be. That's certainly not the way God wants it. But it's true nonetheless. And what's also true, my brothers and sisters, is that those earthly fathers who do live in imitation of our Heavenly Father do so in varying degrees. In other words, some are a lot more like the Heavenly Father than others are. Now, what exactly does it mean to be a father who lives in imitation of the Heavenly Father? Well, believe it or not, that question can be answered, in part at least, on this Father's Day, by reflecting on this very famous line of scripture that we heard in our gospel reading a few moments ago. I'm talking about John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. It's amazing how much we learn about God, and especially about the fatherhood of God, from that one very short verse of sacred scripture. This line, for example, was spoken historically by Jesus, the second person of the Blessed Trinity made man. And it's found in the Bible, in sacred scripture, the primary author of which is the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Blessed Trinity. So here we have God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit testifying to the love of God the Father, the love that God the Father has for each and every one of us, for every human person. Obviously, God the Father is not afraid to tell us explicitly how he feels about us. This means that an earthly father who lives in imitation of the Heavenly Father will not be afraid or hesitant about telling his children that he loves them. He'll give them that message because they need to hear it, just like they need to hear that God the Father loves them. We all need to hear that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. There was nothing more precious for God to give us. There's nothing more precious than God the Father could have given us than Jesus, his only begotten Son. This means that an earthly father who lives in imitation of the Heavenly Father, that father will give his wife and his children the very best that he has to give. That's another quality he'll possess. And that giving will include more than just stuff, more than just the material necessities of life, although it will include those for sure. 
Archbishop William Lorry wrote a great article on fatherhood in this month's Columbia Magazine, it's a magazine of the Knights of Columbus, an excellent publication, by the way. I highly recommend getting it and reading it. In this month's issue, this article on fatherhood that the Archbishop wrote, in that article, he talks about things that dads are called to give to their families. And at one point, he says this, what else can fathers give their families? I suggest a strengthened resolve to show a deeper interest in what is important to their wives and children. That means putting down the paper, shutting off the television, and turning off the smartphone, computer, and other electronic devices. Only in this way can a husband and father really interact with his family and show them that he is deeply and personally interested in the ups and downs of family life, with what goes on in his children's school, with the challenges and opportunities his wife is experiencing at work, with the questions his adolescent child may have. I guess that's one way of saying that the best a father has to give includes the precious gift of time as in quality time. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. Obviously, that verse of the Bible makes it very clear that the Heavenly Father thought that our eternal salvation was worth the sacrifice of his divine Son. In God the Father's eyes, in spite of our sins, we were worth dying for. We were and we are that precious to him. This means that if an earthly father is to live in imitation of the heavenly father, he must never, ever, ever convey the idea to his children that they are worthless and quote-unquote, good for nothing. And some, as we all know, sad to say, do that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. The whole reason that the Father gave us his Son was to reconcile us to himself. That is to say, he gave us his son for the forgiveness of our sins. And so a father who lives in imitation of the Heavenly Father will be one who offers his children always, and his wife too, forgiveness, regardless of what they do. Of course, he may have to discipline his children at times. He may have to punish his children at times. True enough. But that father will always do so in a spirit of love and not in a spirit of vindictiveness. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. This verse of the Bible also reminds us of the fact that God, our loving father, plays no favorites 
with respect to his children. John 3.16 tells us that God gave his son for the salvation of everybody. Nobody is excluded from the Lord's salvific plan. Not our enemies, not the people we have difficulty with. Nobody's excluded. God the Father wants all his children in heaven with him, not just his divine son, Jesus. In Christ and through baptism, as we know, we are God's children, his adopted sons and daughters. And so as Jesus said in John chapter 14, each and every one of us has a dwelling place reserved for us in the kingdom. Now it's true, we can reject it if we choose to. But that's not what God wants. Since this is the case, since God the Father plays no favorites and wants all his children with him in his heavenly kingdom someday, a father here on earth who lives in imitation of the heavenly father will make every, every effort possible to love all his children equally. Even the wayward ones. That's not easy. But it is possible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. The final truth about God the Father that I'll mention today in this homily, in some sense, summarizes all the others. And here it is. The greatest concern the Heavenly Father has is for the eternal salvation of his children. That should be perfectly clear from everything else I've said in this homily. An earthly father who lives in imitation of the Heavenly Father will have the same ultimate concern for all of his children. Now, he'll have other concerns as well. Of course, he'll want them to be physically healthy. He'll want them to become responsible and productive members of society. He'll want them to get good educations and have good jobs. He'll want them to develop all their talents and gifts to the max. True enough. But the most important thing that father will desire for his children, his most important concern will be that they come to know, love, and serve the Lord here on this earth so that they will someday live forever with God in his eternal kingdom. And every decision that that father makes in this life, from taking his family to church on Sunday to setting family priorities, Every, every decision he makes will be made with that ultimate goal in view. That will be number one, always. Let me conclude now by saying what should be obvious. It's not easy. It's not easy to be a father who lives in imitation of God, the Heavenly Father. And by the way, that's true of us spiritual fathers, just as it's true of you natural fathers. In this regard, we all need prayers, lots of them. The beginning of my homily, I noted that those earthly fathers who do succeed in this regard, those earthly fathers who do succeed in living in imitation of the Heavenly Father, they do so in varying degrees. 
Quite simply, that means we can all improve. We can all improve in the living out of our fatherhood. May God the Heavenly Father, by His powerful grace, help all the fathers here present, including yours truly, to do that, to improve in the future.